Well, hey, how's things? I hope you're well. My name is Moz D, and I'm co-founder of Contented. What is that? More on that to come. Welcome to the first ever Contented Out of Office. And I'm Annika Vesti, Head of Production at Contented. Together with Moz, I'll be chatting to our colleagues about what they get up to when they're out of the office. Because it turns out our weird and wonderful team have quite the diverse range of -of out-of-office pursuits. Yeah, they do indeed. They do indeed. And can't uh, can't wait to get stuck into that. And um, this is great for us, uh, great for our team, but we also welcome the ears of the wider world. Lots of people will be in similar situations. Obviously, they will be and will be curious. Maybe have things to share or have questions even. All are welcome wherever you are in the great sort of podcast world. Across the coming weeks, months, months, God, uh, you can expect to chat about lots of things like making a music career in lockdown, boxing, illustrating, photography, cooking, worst films ever made. I've got a list of those. And the joys of a camper van. Yes, the joys of a camper van. Yoga, trying to work with kids in the house. The joys of an attic office. Lockdown cocktails. And massive life questions like, is it too early for a Christmas tree? And when is when is it too early to start drinking? Yes, Annika. <laughs> well, I think at Contented, we always know that it's yeah, never too early to start yeah, drinking. Never, no. <laughs> um, and we'll also be chatting to people from the wider world to get advice, thoughts, or just have some interesting chats. We'll talk about everything from mental health, top tips for working from home, the future of the office after lockdown, and some of the stuff we don't talk about at work that maybe we should. You can follow Contented on Twitter and Instagram at contented underscore group. You'll find us on LinkedIn and we also have a lovely shiny website. Feel free to leave comments, ask questions, and don't forget to subscribe to us to get your regular contented podcast fix. Killing with love, killing with hurt, just don't kill and reserve. I'm not a killer, I've learned. From what is that? What is that I can hear? Oh, it's amazing. Can you hear that, Annika? I can. It's incredible. Can you hear it? That's not bad. That's not bad, that, actually. It's not. How would you describe this music, Annika? Oh, I think uh, this particular one I'd call a tune, quite frankly. It's a tune. <laughs> it's a tune. banging tune. It's a banging tune. Who is? Who is this? Who's this tune being provided by? Well, the artist, the artist you can hear there, Moz, is our one and only Lem Freck, also known as Lamal Freckleton, also known as content manager at Contented. I got my peeps my day one. If you not here, where they gone? Keep asking, oh, where are you from? That accent, bro, is too strong. Making nights fool in the daylight. When the sun goes down, lost the lifeline. Don't be afraid when it gets away again. It's just a game we play. We can act the fool in the daylight. Boom! Oh my gosh, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> like when he's not when he's not being a megastar though, we know him at contented as uh, Lem. Right? Yeah. Just Lamar, Lem, May, Oi. You're giving away you're giving away my um that's my my real name, not my superhero name. So everyone everyone knows who I am now, yeah, yeah, gosh yeah. guys. <laughs> where are you, Lem? So we can picture where you are. I am in the beautiful South Wales, um, God's country. 
just outside of Newport, so towards um, like towards Abergavenny sort of way, which is yeah, it's really nice. It's the sticks. I'm I'm technically a valleys boy. All right. And what's 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 the situation currently there in terms of COVID and lo- what tier? I've lost track. Well, we're actually we're out of lockdown. We had a we had a hard reset for I think it was seventeen days, and then um, we're now just back to back. I say back to normal, back to the new. Oh, I'm not even going to say that. But back to a normal, um, where all the shops are open, gyms are open, everything's open, uh, mm. just obviously under COVID restrictions. Tell us about, I mean, what what your latest track and because you're, you're having a, this isn't messing about. You've got a modicum of success with what's going on here, haven't you? Do you know what it, it like? It was it started off as. Um, like when I was younger, I, I used to make music. I made music all my life, and then um, I think around two thousand and I'm going to say two thousand and sixteen, seventeen. Um, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to just put put together a project together, um, and just like see where I'll play it to my mum, play it to my dad, like drum whatever. Um, and then it it got a a case where like a couple of things happened in my life where I was like, do you know what? Like we. Like, I love the term YOLO, even it's like outgrown, but like you do only live once. So I was like, all right, let me just put it out to the world. So um, it's there. Um, uh, and at the time I had this thing where I was, what I, I was kind of struggling with um, the just mortality. Does that, like I was going through a stage where I was like, we are all mortal beings. And in the day, we all, the, the things that are guaranteed in life are taxes and death. So it's like, I was like, right, I felt that I needed to do something that would be there forever, even if I wasn't there forever, um, even if no one listened to it. But it was there. It was just an imprint of me. Um, so, yeah, just out of there, decided to, to drop drop a track called Mad Eddie, which has the, like a really good backstory. But um, and then since then, it's kind of been a rolling stone. It's been a bit, a bit mad. But um, mm. I'm, oh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been it's been great. I mean, because you, you you have a hugely sort of musical family, don't you? I mean, you guys are just. I mean, what, you, how many instruments do you play? Yeah, seven is it? It's insane. So I'd say, like, well, I'm counting seven now because lockdown happened, and uh, I took took up the bass and started started uh, <laughs> filling my procrastinating with that. But um, yeah, it, the insanely musical family. It's absolutely this mad. So I, I grew up. Um, my dad was head of um let's say music at a, um, a pentecostal church um and everyone in my family like was part of that church so everyone knew how to play instruments and etc um so we'd be home and if like it was half term so my dad was teaching at the time so if it was half term he was always home um and if it was half term he'd be like right kids let's go jam like drumming which is like at the time I, I just wanted to go play at my xbox or like go out or whatever um but like in hindsight it it, it was the the greatest gift anyone could have given me because i i think in terms of life uh music has been such an integral part of my life even if i wasn't playing it or making it but just like in terms of tracks and etc um but yeah since then that's 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 how it started and yeah Everyone in my family plays it. Yeah, that's great. Just on that, just just keeping with the with the music theme, then, and and your family and how how important that was. Um, tell us a little bit about that. 
going 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 to church as a kid oh. i mean what do you know what so like I, i've come from I've, I've, it, the whole of my family is is religious but a couple um and i was my family is huge by the way so my dad had like seven has got seven brothers and sisters um all of them have like three or four kids and then like now we're on the i'm the generation that's now having kids so it's just like it's insane it's massive but um so church was just ingrained like every every sunday that's what happened i'm really lucky that my parents were the type that wanted me to make my own decision in terms of religion um and things like that um so i up until the age of around about let's say 12 13 um it was purely purely like i just like they weren't going to leave me home so i had to come to church and then mm. um as i got older uh, it got yeah as i got older it, it got um it was more of a choice thing as well i then started making teams for football and rugby which were playing on on sundays and saturdays so um it was a case then it was like all right this is your decision um what would you what, what do you want to do and i was like <laughs> football like definitely we come on to that but yeah going going to going to church as i can i can relate to that being an irish catholic yeah uh, we do big families too fella <laughs> right you know and being dragged along and, and then in in latter years deciding not to the only difference is i didn't go on to make an album uh <laughs> Um, you've done a lot as, more than was no no no, 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 this is about you, this is about you, fella, <laughs> is, um, it's, uh, and you're, you're making music, you come back to it, I mean, I mean, like, we were looking at it, Annika, weren't we, I mean, we're talking about the music, but the sport's just, like, mad as well. Yeah, the sport is mad, and I love that, I love that it got to uh, you being a young teenager, and the question was sport or God, <laughs> that is, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a brilliant Brilliant question to pose any young teenage lad. But yeah, tell us a bit about that, Lem. Where, where did your sporting career start out? Because you're not just a pro musician, you're also an elite athlete. Because, you know, there just aren't enough hours in the day, apparently. <laughs> Do you know what? That's weird. Like, being called a pro musician is, is that's weird. That's, that, that's weird. But um, it's exactly the same. Like, so it was a case that when you're young and your family is that big, you majority like my closest friends are my my are my my cousins like do you know what I mean um so it's a case that we are the most competitive human beings in the history of ed, like of anything um which is insane. and because we were all um uh, only like recently maybe when I turned about 18 did we disperse a bit where people moved out of Newport and out of Wales and stuff we were just like it was we'd be playing each other in different teams do you know what i mean so it'd be it, anarchy like anarchy there's like the the times of me and my uh, my cousin jo- josh would play each other and it'd just be mental like people would come to see that match because it'd be like it'd be lambie josh like the two fastest kids in in newport like, it's like people would come down and watch it but um yeah that's where it stemmed from it really stemmed, like and i just did it because i enjoyed it i was never that kid that was in school i was like oh gotta pick them first gotta pick them first i was always like third or fourth pick right so um it was a case it was weird and then i I got to the age of about 17 18 and obviously after you like you've hit puberty and you've gone through it and i just 
found myself being selected for things and getting into teams for things, which was, it was weird. It, it, not even still now, I'm still like, I, I'm, I can't comprehend it. Um, and I can remember, um, so I've got um, uh, a godfather called uh, Doug Turner, who's an international Welsh athlete, um, gold common, Commonwealth medalist. And um, my other godfather is Christian Malcolm. So who is like international sprinter, Olympic finalist, like Jeremy, you know and it's insane. So it was just kind of like, I, I got, like, I can remember getting picked for a team and Christian was in the team. And I was like, why? This is an option. Like, do you know what I mean? This is uh, maybe I'm okay at this, um, et cetera. And yeah, since then, I've just never really looked back. I just, I have exactly the same work ethic that I do with like my work, with my music is just, I think if you work hard, if you work as hard as possible, when you look back on something, you're never going to be like, oh, do you know, I wish I did this because I did that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how that happened. That's incredible. And I also love how every time I talk to you, you just drop in these little clangers. Like, <laughs> oh, by, the way, by the way, my godfather won a gold Commonwealth medal. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But, um, but, but no, do give us a bit more detail. So what sport, what's your sport? So my sport now is uh, athletics. Um, a bit like a bit, of, I haven't always been in athletics. I started off actually in tennis. That was my main sport, um, like was LTA ranked and stuff for that. I, I was, I was, I found that was my best sport at the time. Um, and then, uh, yes, another thing uh, I didn't know about you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, yeah, so that's, that was the first one. And I, I dedicated all my time and, and stuff. And do that. you think, so, I mean, you've got all of these amazing things that you do outside of work. Um, do you think any of that manifests? in the work that you actually do for us at Contented? I, I this is, this is a like really weird thing because only recently have I started thinking about it and thinking about this. Um, but I would say like as it, it's a direct correlation. I'd say that, so my music, my, my sport and, and my work, my creative work for, for Contented is a direct correlation of each other. I think the, the mentality that I've, I like, that you need to put into being successful in sport, into being successful in music. Um, I'm, I'm not saying I am in either of those things for the record, but like the, the the approach is exactly the same. It's the same thing that you need to do in being successful as a creative. Um, it, it's a case that if I'm sitting down and I have like downtime, ways before I'd be like using that downtime to play music and learn my craft and be better or i'll be using that darn time to put in the reps to to stretch to recover i'd now be i'm now as a creative using that downtime as well in any to watch things to make sure i'm i'm digesting things that are new or innovative um which is is uh, which is i believe is important to, to myself mm. so when i can sit in a creative meeting i know that these things are possible to do um so yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a direct correlation for the stuff that I do with Contented. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So when you were, you know, when you, your next album's out, mate, and you, you decide to go on tour, you will let us know before you go, mate, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, uh, Anakin, I'm ill in 
I'm sorry, Germany. I mean, L. <laughs> no, 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 no. I definitely, I definitely will. I think, I think the greatest thing about um, being a, like being a creative as well is like, and and the fact that the, the way that contented is, and the way that we're going is, is the fact like I could be in Germany and still doing my job like to the top, or I could be anywhere. I could be sat there and still thinking how I think in the UK. Um, which is which is great, like which is insane. It, it also gives you the idea that nothing is impossible, um, and which like it's that like that sounds really corny, but when you when you sit down and think about it, the amount of times where you won't do something because of something that is like you talk to anyone, people will be like, oh, I'm not doing this because of this, or like I'm not going to move here because of like, and usually it's work or usually it's other responsibilities like, I don't know, family, et cetera. Um, whereas when you remove that because of your possibilities are absolutely like endless. I think you, you sit there and you think, what is it that I can do instead of what is it that I can't do? Um, which change, yeah. changes the dynamic on, on things, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we really try to foster that within within the team. I remember, you know, you coming to me at the beginning of the year last year and saying, I've got training camp in Florida mm-hmm. because yeah. I want to get, I want to make Team GB this year. I want to go to the Olympics. And I was like, yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> there was absolutely like no doubt in our mind that we'd absolutely support you on that journey. And unfortunately, the way things landed, COVID happened and, and nobody went anywhere for, mm. for a few months. But hopefully um, you'll be back on that train for next year. For next year. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think and I always implore people to make sure that their work is is does that um, allows them to be things. Um, because if you if you don't if you don't have anything other than the work that you're doing you you find yourself just in a rut where you're not necessarily like, like no matter how good you're you could be in the greatest job in the history of ever um when a job is the only thing you have it takes away and it sucks away that that fun and that love that you have for a subject mm-hmm. um so like being able to do other things. So having a job that allows you to do other things is is so important. I say this to, to people, I think for your for your mental health, for your life, um, for your just how you your social social life, how you converse with other people. Um, it's important. And we've talked a lot about mental health over the last few months, Lem. We've had many a, a chat over a Zoom and a with a cup of tea. Cause I think back in June. So with COVID swirling around us, us in a horrendous lockdown and no one really knew what was going on. We then also had to deal with the news from from the USA regarding George Floyd, which was a horrific, a horrific thing. Um, And we were all stuck at home and we were all glued to our phones and we were glued to the news and you couldn't really get away with it. From Brazil to Iran, thousands have gathered to show solidarity with US protests over the killing of George Floyd. At this hour, fires are still burning on the south side of Minneapolis after protesters took to the streets to demand justice for George Floyd. Don't you all give up. We shouldn't be fighting this same war that our grandmothers had to fight, our great-grandmothers had to fight. It happens a lot. We just don't see it. We're just seeing from the video. This is, this is the reason that Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee. I am your president of law and order. 20 minutes later, around 635, 
Police fired flashbang shells and mounted officers began to push protesters back in the park. Don't care, they are being indiscriminate at the moment. They chased us down that street, as you see. Uh, they were firing uh, these rubber bullets at everyone. There is tear gas now. time for us to stand up in George's name and say, get your knee off our necks. But I'm more hopeful today than ever. And, and it wasn't just George Floyd. It was lots of instances uh, coming out. Ahmad Arbery that we'd heard about as well earlier in the year. Um, the, the woman in Central Park. And I think, again, you and I talked about that a lot at the time because it really impacted us. It was... It was a hard time, and you as well, as a black creative, I, I can't even really imagine what that must have been like to be sitting there watching that. Yeah, it it was, it was it's one of those things that, like, you, I, I don't want to say suppress, but you do not think until you have time to think about it, um, which has been a common thing throughout this pandemic is, you like, like and I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that will, I will keep, sometimes I keep busy, so I do not have to think about things like, does that make sense? So um, it, it was one of those things. And I, the only way I can describe it to people was I was so overwhelmed with the thinking of it then, having suppressed it or not thought about it for years. Um, it kind of it kind of just sent me into a place where I was just like, I just couldn't, I just, I, I could not cope with it. I did not want to talk about it. I did not want to consume it. I did not want to be around it um but yeah it's it it is it's one of the, it is one of those things i think it's it's been one of the most important conversations um that i of my generation um and and i was actually talking to my to my dad about it where this is so i at the beginning of this i was just angry but for the most of it and i still am angry um but at the beginning i was more like angry at what was going on but then also angry at the generation that was before before us um so i like i spoke to my dad and spoke to family members and i was like it's we're here now because and i said and i said the words we're here now because you guys weren't militant enough um which was which was like I, I, and i do believe that but at the same time i also understand that we are here now and i am able to be militant enough because they, like my parents, were able to keep down, like keep their jobs and not because I know people, I do know, I have uncles and, and, and do you know what, it's like, I, this has also made me look on history different. Um, you'd have, like in black families, you do have those uncles that were, were militant at the time, were like, and so like, do you know what I mean, like being thrown in prison and stuff like that, for things like this. Um, and you and you look back on them and you think, God, oh, you, like, do you know what I mean? maybe you just should have just not been so and but now this kind of changed my whole look on it um that those uncles that did, were militant or those family members that were just pushing for the cause and kind of have have, have been um reprimanded because of it um that i would not be able to be in the position i am now if my parents didn't take the other route, which was the, the amicable route, was the, okay, let me build my 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 family and give them a platform so that they can deal with this one day, if that makes sense. 
Um, which my, my dad said something that was really important as well is in, in terms of like black men. So my dad does a lot, a lot of work with um, uh, black males in, in Wales. And he was, he was like, we, we try to give you guys the tools to be able to deal with it. But within himself, he was like, in hindsight, in hindsight is a beautiful thing. In hindsight, it would have been better if we had been just like, just, you wouldn't need the tools if that makes sense but um i think we're in a good place i think i'm i think we i i have a i have a clear understanding on how i will deal with it going forward how i will deal with racism going forward um how i will talk about it going forward so and and i feel so much lighter for it oh my gosh like it's 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 insane. There's a there's a book um, that I was talking to you, Annika, about um, why I no longer talk to white people about race, and that book absolutely changed changed my life. Um, not mainly because like when you read the title, you think, oh, it's going to be it's just a, a blame game, but it's it's not. It's more understanding that if people haven't experienced, why would you understand? Why would you like? Do you know what I mean? How could you possibly explain? Um, and experience is the the greatest thing in in moving forward. I think. I think if you are able to tell your experience to the masses, if you are able to explain your experience to the masses. That is it. That's all that you need to do. Um, you don't need to convince people. You don't need to um, mm. teach people. That that's it. That's their own job. They need to go and read their own books. Like do you know what I mean, you don't need to come with all those facts. But um, mm. as a creative, it, it did imp impact me. I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything else. Um, mm. And usually, something that I use as an as an outlet, um, which is being creative, which is doing creative things, was n was my worst enemy um, because I could, I could, I wanted to, but I couldn't um, just because my mind wasn't in that phase. So yes, yeah, it's been a it's been a mad year for that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. I I learned something pretty amazing from you during that time because you know I'm in a slightly different situation because I'm mixed heritage white passing very much so I know I hold a lot of privilege uh, and I know the areas in which I do but at the same time I really see the injustice and I really you know I feel that also very keenly um and I remember sort of wanting to very much wanting to do something just you know really wanting to to put a stake in the ground as a company as as contented and say we you know we've got to do something and I and I came to you and I said what do we do and you you were so lovely but you were also very firm in that you said don't ask me you can't ask me that Annika you you've you've got to go and work that one out for yourself and that was like wow lesson mm. really really big lesson in that moment no, and I really appreciate mm. your your grace in doing mm. that with me because it taught me a hell of a lot mm. yeah I, I think but I, I also want to. I also want to just to reiterate that being able to be approachable is 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 the first thing. Like, do you know what I mean? You you don't. I, I, I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to. If someone asks me a question, I'm going to be like, yeah, 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 like ask me anything. But being able to be that person that someone comes to is is that's allowed. Like, do you know what I mean? People want to learn, and then, like, do you know what I mean? And you're the, the the way that they can learn. But then I think being able then to go to them and be like, hey, yeah, there's books on this, man. Like, here's the book. Or mm. like, it need, can't come from me. You need to do your research. Is, is, those are powerful words that help us grow instead of like, because within that, I could say my statement. But then if you go mm. away and learn 
um, you'll find out other things that it is not necessarily something that I could just the line I say. Do you know what I mean? Uh, which is I, I think it's so important, so important, and and that's for everything. I think that is for every social injustice ever. I mm. think one thing I found was applying that and applying how I am now to other things. So things like um, uh, women's experiences, um, the LGBTQ um, uh, TQ plus movement, um, just going away and applying my ethos to that has kind of made me better in that sphere for for mm. an equal more equal society i think that's a you know really um potent that that advice very potent um i think that what our industry has done this is you know marketing advertising creative industries have done is they've done a lot of we'll do this mm. right so here's yet another shit initiative <laughs> that actually and it really struck me one year, and this will, you know, I, I don't care if it upsets people. We were at a big do, weren't we, Annika? And remember, we we on stage, there was very powerful uh, spoken word artists who happened to be black, happened to be young. It was hugely powerful what they were saying. And they were talking to the great and the good of the, the marketing industry. And we just looked around. Every single person in that audience was white. Right, mm -hmm. listening to young black people being absolutely powerful in what they had to say, and I'm, I've been around a tiny bit longer. Maybe, maybe you guys, and I've seen these initiatives come and go, and, and nothing ever happens really, ultimately. And I think what you're saying there, Lem, is absolutely spot on. That's over. It's like, you know, we've got to um, stop doing, assuming, patronizing, and listen mm -hmm. and empower and get out of the way. <laughs> right, that's, uh, and I think that when when Annika and I, I suppose you know Adam and I spoke, or we were talking about contented, we've just got to listen and get out of the way. Mm. You know, yeah, we're not. You know, it's it's and and learn, go away and learn because mm. we've not had that. You know, there's there's lots of prejudice. You know, my my identity is, um, you know, I'm an Irish person. I've been mean, plenty of prejudice there, but not like that mm. because um, you know I can escape in my Caucasian. Mm. And we're not like it's not like that. Mm. And actually, to to self educate is is the way forward. I think as a company, we're still not there yet. We've still got to have conversations like this, but at least we're having it. Yeah, no, definitely. And that and that's a step forward. And I think the industry as a as a whole might. And listen, I think what we should do as well is maybe with the, our other colleagues is is do a pod on this exclusively. It's such a massive yeah, topic. Such a huge um, topic. A massive topic mm. that we maybe should just do this as a as a pod on its own yeah. because there's there's a lot to be tackled within our company and wider than that. But you know uh, you know I haven't heard you say that and I think your colleagues in contented and, and a wider affair will um Will appreciate that actually or make them think it's making me think yeah no definitely i think i think we we have the voices as well which is which is good i think um when i look back on when i first came to london as a creative there there weren't there's not there's not you'd you'd believe that the creative industry is really diverse um but i didn't work with someone of color till i came to contented which is like something i didn't realize until um until recently um, in terms of I didn't work with someone of colour who was in a position of power as well. 
um, until I came to Contented, which was absolutely a, a bit insane to me. Um, and like you said, you've gone to this event and the people in the room aren't, they, they don't, they're not reflective. So which I, I think if we're, we're honest with, our, with ourselves, that the problem within the creative industry is not the creatives being of color, which is like, there's plenty, I'm, I'm, I know loads of creatives, uh, black creatives, but it's more the, the people of power within those agencies being like, mm. because that, that's non-existent. Um, which I think is a, is problematic within itself. I think if how can you have we 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 say like the creatives of a of an agency are with the, the ideas people there where um, most of the most work great work comes from the creative right. So if that is the case, then why are there no people of power like in that in in that mm. yeah? Which is what is worrying is worrying. But I'd say I'd say contented is is being. Like it's it's insane coming coming there, and this is not even because I work here. And I don't want to be like, oh, this is so biased. It's like because I'm I'm not that sort of person. I'd I'd say I'd be like, oh, well, we should be better. <laughs> this is what Absolutely. we should be doing. Like, do you know what I mean? So, but coming here and be able to so like be being able to have an experience where I'm working with um, people like Patrick and Jordan who are two of the like black guys exactly in my like experience and that look like me, that doing what I do um, is, is, has made me so much better as a creative. Um, like every, every day before, before then it was more, I had never seen anyone that looked like me doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So that was, a, that was yeah. a problem because I was like, yeah. you don't know what is possible because you don't know. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. see it. And I think I think Lem as well. It's it's not just about being sort of you know woke about this no. either, right? <laughs> a, it's the real world. We've got to reflect mm -hmm. that. But B, I I think it's uh, uh, you know as as a founder of the company, it's a business imperative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. If, uh, you know, you and I have been on pitches together where we're talking about stuff that need diverse voices, mm -hmm. that you know that need a diverse range of experiences to bring the best creative to it. Right, it's madness not to have a diverse workforce Definitely. with diverse voices because that's how you to be to be brutal about yeah. it. It's how you win business. Yeah, and yeah? people go actually mm -hmm. these. I'm a brand or I'm a platform or whatever, and these guys are contented. They literally talk my language. They can resonate. They know how to talk to an audience, a broad audience, mm -hmm. as opposed to that narrow. You're just narrow cast. If everyone in the room looks the same, yeah. Um, and it's more than it's more than tokenism as well it's more yeah uh, absolutely it's more about the, the if you look at the the campaigns that have have, mm. have been um and have caused problems around the world you'd and you look and you look at that creative team i can guarantee you it was not the diverse enough because if it was you're held accountable do you know what i mean so your, your quality of work is is based on the different experiences in that room, um, and if there's not enough experiences in that room, then it's, it's, it's your quality of work's not going to be good. Completely agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is which is yeah something that I'm I'm an advocate for, like having making sure you have the right voices in the room. Otherwise, it's it's just not going to work.
listen, guys, we could we could sit here all night. I'm sure this is the sort of thing I miss because actually it's a really good conversation. I'm really engaged with it. Um, but um, in, in podcast world, we're we're overstaying our welcome. <laughs> I think. But I really, really miss sort of. It'd be great to be in a in a pub somewhere. Yeah. And me going, what do you want? And I'll get the next one in to have and continue this chat. And we will. I think on on the the very pertinent points that you've made, we should do a very. Uh, do a specific podcast yeah, on that subject alone. But Lem, hey. mate, legend. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. How do, you, how do you sign off, Lem? Like uh, creative, um, um, elite athlete, um, published music star. I mean, where, where, where does it all end, fella? Where does it all end? And it won't. I think there's there's loads to cut. I don't know. There is loads to cut. It's just a thing now. Like... <laughs> I keep doing what you're doing. I just think from our perspective, um, it's great chatting to you like this. I'm sure your colleagues will get a lot out and people in the wider world will get a lot out of hearing from you. I'm just delighted that you you work for Contented, mate. No, I'm absolutely thank you for made up. Thank you for having me. No, no thank you for turning up. Um, and uh, so listen, let's say, oh, look, Anika, can you hear that? Oh, There's more that? music. Ah. It's more music. It's more music. Who's that? And... I don't know, there's some, some bloke on Spotify, mate. I've got no idea. He's quite good. He is quite good. Listen, Lem, thank you. Um, thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Um, goodbye, Annika. Um, goodbye, 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 contented team. Um, we'll be speaking during the week. Um, if you're not incontented, don't worry, be contented. That is our message to you. Um, and follow us um, on Insta and um, Twitter, of course, at contented underscore group maybe ask a question or pass a comment subscribe to this podcast if you will it'll be a pleasure and um we'll be um doing another one of these and it'll be out again next thursday dropping on you thank you very much stay safe be contented